Hey everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. This is your hostess, Nicole DeVincentis, aka Figurechick911, talking today a little bit of inspiration. How about a lot of bit of inspiration for you? This is what it is. You can. You can. <laughs> it almost needs no other explanation after that, but let's dig into this a little bit deeper. Have you ever reached that point? where you are doing something new or you're retrying something that you've been working at for a long time and you're hitting that wall where you're feeling discouraged or the thing that you're trying to accomplish or achieve or become is honestly so overwhelming that you actually don't take action because you doubt your ability to actually be able to do it or finish it or do it to the best of your ability. I think everybody finds a point where you you get to that, that level and there's two simple words, okay? The power of your words is just like phenomenal. The power of your words, the two simple words are you can, you can. You can become it, you can do it, you can have it. There is literally no reason, nothing, zilch, nada. There is no reason why you can't. If you can imagine it, you can do it. If you see other people doing it, you can do it, okay? It's just that negative committee that meets up inside of your head, you know, that you allow to take over. And I use those words intentionally. You allow them to take over, all right? You are the only person who has command of your mental space. That's it. Now, here's where this is coming from and hear this message correctly. Like a lot of people have told me forever, Nick, you're fearless. Like, well, yeah, that's just Nicole. Like she just, she just does stuff like that. Like she just blah, blah, blah. She's so talented. She's so gifted, blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to tell you that an interesting thing happened last week. I was actually outside and sitting Uh, along a riverfront. It's so pretty outside. Beautiful day. And there was a guy who walked by and he, you know, asked if, if actually if I would take a walk with him, not in a creepy way. It was okay. So we're walking, you know, you know, chit-chatting back and forth about different things. And, you know, we sit down and continue our conversation. And he asked something about my past, like, where did you grow up or something like that? And you know, when you first meet somebody, they usually, they usually don't go there. Usually they kind of ask like, you know, what do you do? Like the soup, like get to know you, like who you are now, what are you up to? What are you interested in? Blah, 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 blah. All these different things. And so I was really like reluctant to really get into a lot of stuff because I'm going to be honest with you. Everybody gets intimidated by the things that I'm interested in. And I was just like, you know what? I just... I'm just going to let him do all the talking. Like I just, I will answer the questions, but by me, but he was asking very pointed and very direct questions. And it was awesome because quickly what I learned about this guy is that he also is one of those people who does very dynamic things that a lot of people are just like, Oh, so you jump out of airplanes? Oh, okay. And so, oh, you just want to start your own company? Oh, okay. So he was one of those. So, I mean, it was, it was an awesome conversation. But then when we sat down and he started asking different questions about what led me up to today, 
or what led me up to doing certain things, whether it was, you know, figure competitions or whatnot. I mean, he like, he asked the questions to get to know me like rapid fire, like really fast. It was kind of funny. He paused and he looked at me and he said, you know, he said, I had you, what did he say? I had you mispegged or something like that. And I just thinking, oh, here it comes. And he said, you know what, looking how you look and how you conduct yourself and everything that you've told me about yourself, I thought that you never had any hard times. He goes, it was like totally wrong of me. He goes, I would have thought for sure that you grew up, you know, kind of easy and you just, you know, had a lot of opportunities handed to you and you just, you know, you're a very accomplished woman, but you really didn't have any hard times. He goes, and now that I'm learning about your backstory, he goes, I need to apologize. He goes, because I had you pegged as somebody who had an easy road. And that's what I'm here to tell you is that whatever it is, and by no means do I think that I have arrived. Okay. A lot of the reasons why I've done all the stuff that I've done was literally because I did not have a husband or a family of my own. I did that just, it wasn't happening. So, I mean, what the hell are you supposed to do? You just like sit around and let yourself like melt into the couch and turn into mold. Like that's not in in my nature. Like you got to do something to fill up the time and you got to find a way for yourself to be valuable and be able to give back to people. And so like, like that's, I don't think that it's anything, you know, extraordinary. This is just, you know, I just do the things that I like to do. And that, that was the thing is that when it comes to my doing stuff, okay. And this is not to impress you. This is, this is my telling you how, how the perspective is different for me. I, I really, there were very few things that I doubted my ability to do. And I believe that was just because I came from an environment where work was the name of the game. If you needed this, then you had to do this. Plus, you know, there was that whole like, you know, I kind of reached developmental milestones a little bit early in my life. So I mean, it was like that whole nature versus nurture. But what I'm saying is that it took me a very, very, very long time to consider the fact that some people don't have that same perspective of their ability to do stuff. And that may sound like completely conceited, but I'm telling you that is straight up the answer. Like I, and that was a, that was a challenge for me as a coach because I was not able to connect with a lot of people who wanted to participate in my coaching services or what, you know, liked the stuff that I was writing. But when they worked with me one-on-one, I mean, we were dealing with like baseline things. Like I, I just, I don't, I can't even, you know, you want me to do yoga, but I can't hardly even, I can't touch my toes for sure. I can't hardly even bend over. I mean, we were dealing with little, little things. Like I just, I'm too intimidated to go to a gym. Like I just, I don't think that I can, you know, I don't think that I can never date guys. Like there was so much of, I don't know, low, like basic like basic little trivial things that were standing in people's way 
that kept them from taking any sort of initiative. And I had to, I had to learn that aspect of it. And you may think like, oh, well, that's like totally easy. But it hasn't been because that required a different version of me to show up. And it wasn't like, can I or can I not connect with these people? Again, I can. I know that I can. But what I'm saying is that everybody has a beginning point and everybody has some sort of a growth curve that they have to go through and grow through to be able to have certain skill sets or mastery of something or even the mindset in order to be able to move forward and that's why I emphasize like you you know the art of recreating yourself maybe you're not doing total life overhaul but it's a different version of you that has to show up so that you can widen your impact does that make sense and so when you are there and you're thinking to yourself oh my gosh you know it's been 20 years since I've worked out like I <laughs> I would like to have a, a dynamic body I'm like I'll be lucky if I can just you know fit into my jeans from last year like and and that that cycle runs through your brain and I get that you know I, I've seen it I've talked with enough people and I will I can only give reference to the point of this is what it was for me and it was, I think it was just because I walk so many roads alone that when you don't have, you know, somebody who you can actually talk to about ideas or about what's happening, like life just happened like so incredibly fast. Like I was always fast, 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 working, working out, blah, 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 blah. That is really hard for people to keep up with me. And that was uh, oftentimes like I just felt like I told you before, like I didn't belong any place because there was no point of connection. I mean, I was operating in these high level spheres and it was very, 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 very lonely. But I'll tell you, it was very, 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 very loud in my head. And maybe you identify with this, that it was like nonstop. Like even when I was doing and achieving things in all, you know, in different areas, whether this was fitness, whether this was, you know, my previous career, whether this was, was stepping out into entrepreneurship, whether this was, you know, attempting, you know, my first stab at, at growing a company, whatever it was, public speaking, that even though I was doing and achieving all that stuff, there was still a lot of chatter inside of my brain, things that were unreconciled with in the past. Resentments that I had, unforgiveness that I had, you know, I had accumulated a lot of relationships that were not actually wholesome. They, they were just like twisted and, and bent and they didn't, I wanna speak clearly on this, it wasn't that they didn't necessarily contribute, towards me, you know, I feel like if you give, you can't give with the expectation of, of return. Okay. Cause that's not true giving, right? That's business. <laughs> the black and white, but it was expectation where you would maybe have a soft spot to land in a relationship. And it wasn't, it wasn't anywhere. It was, it was always hard all the time. And not only was it hard, it was negative and pulling down and attacking and putting under the microscope and pointing out all my flaws like it was that was non-stop and when you surround yourself by that intentionally or unintentionally you start to think it 
And then you start to think like, you know what, maybe, maybe I am, you know, not making myself available towards men. This was usually like the point of contention here. Maybe I'm not, or maybe I am too much, or maybe I am these, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not meant to have all these things. Maybe I'm, maybe I am meant to be a career woman or whatever the case may be, or you know what, maybe I am meant to be alone, maybe in, in every way. And I will tell you, it was that mental chatter that was moving nonstop through my brain 24-7. And the worst part of it was that as I took those natural steps and was involved in personal development, like I submerged myself in that culture for like the past 10 or 15 years. I mean, you don't just like become a life coach overnight. Like you've got to get in there. It's got to become, you know, all in you, like in every single cell of you, so that you, you know you have that capacity to assist other people, you know, in their life transformation, whatever that looks like. And then it got even worse when I started increasing my walk with God and increasing my faith. Like that sound of the chatter, it got worse and worse and worse and worse, and it was nonstop. And I will tell you, like it got to the point like where I can't do this. I can't, like I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get rid of this, this sound inside of my head. So for me, that was my, I, I can't. Everything else was a non-issue. So you see what I'm saying is that you can see individuals who are maybe high performers, high achievers, but everybody has something in the back of their brain where there's that little voice that comes up. Maybe you can't, you're never, you're never going to make any progress. It's always going to be like this. And it can be, I get it. Like it can be very, very, very overwhelming. And this is another reason why I bring in that spiritual component to my coaching is because I started coaching people who have faith backing, first of all. But then tangent to that, I started coaching people who had already done several levels or several, you know, different things of of personal development. And they were, you know, increasing their awareness and, you know, moving up Maslow's hierarchy if you if you would. And they they found themselves reaching a plateau, you know, at a different point in their life. And when you're dealing with that, like I needed to have like an ultimate an ultimate source, I guess you could say, in order to give them something to infuse and encourage them, but also to introduce something which is called spiritual warfare. That anytime you are increasing your walk with God in any capacity, or this is even if you're reading some of the philosophical books that are out there, which are based on biblical principle, but don't necessarily put God in that first position, it doesn't matter. You're still reading you're still reading that stuff, all of a sudden, the weak and vulnerable points of yourself, your self-confidence, whatever it is, the things that cause you to worry, the things that cause your your mind to move into a mental tailspin, the things that cause you to to doubt, to, to shame, to hold bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness and play re, re, like replay scenarios over and over and over inside of your head and how this person did you wrong and you know this is always how it's going to be and all you know these temptations and blah 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 like that's the devil's avenue into into you and he will go hard and fast and non-stop the second the second you have anything more to do with God. 
And so I needed to have something else to give these people because I was experiencing it so much. And once I caught on to the fact, okay, and maybe you're not there yet, but I, I like to be able to speak to everybody on this podcast is that once you're on to the fact and you catch on to his tactics, it's almost like, it's almost like you're like, dude, I was expecting this. Okay. You're going to have to try something else because you, it's like this devil, not today. <laughs> like, I don't have time for your shit today. Like that's what it honestly becomes. But here's the thing is just like anything else, you are at your most vulnerable time when you're tired and when you're fatigued and when your nutrition hasn't been on point and when you haven't uh, been working out and when you haven't been drinking enough water and when you haven't had a hug for a while, like all of the fundamental things, like he will find you at your most vulnerable point or all of a sudden, you know, you wake up in the morning and the chatter turns on. Why? Because your brain is the most sensitive the first two hours of the day. We talk about this, like we talk about guarding those two hours of your day. And when you first open your eyes or right before you go to sleep at night, your subconscious mind is like that super receiver, that super sponge. And any information that comes in there programs your brain. That's the power of your mind. That's why I bring in champion mindset coaching because it's not just doing the action. Like you can do actions all damn day, but when you have that background monologue running and it's nonstop, like fucking A dude, like you will be exhausted before your feet ever even hit the ground, right? And that, I don't know about you, but that sort of bullshit did not serve me. And so I had to be able to go to the next level and find out what, what do I have to do to get this shit to turn, to turn off? And, you know, here's, here's a couple things for you. You know, you, you triage your current position is that number one, it's always awareness, right? It's awareness that you have these conversations inside of your head. You have these doubts, you have these fears, you, you know, fall, you like recognize your patterns. It's the same pattern. Like I'm afraid, I'm afraid to uh, go step on a treadmill, even to walk. Like I'm afraid to pick up the phone and, you know, cold call people or, you know, go prospecting or, or talk about, you know, my hobbies. Like I'm afraid, like I'm afraid to look people in the eye when I'm walking down the street and say, hello. I, it's easier for me to just, you know, look on my phone and pretend that I'm talking to somebody when I'm really not. It's just that I have kind of like this social fear. I mean, you think that you're alone, but you're not. You know, I'm afraid to put on a bathing suit. I'm afraid to, I don't know what it is for you. I, I'm afraid to public speak. I'm like, oh. Everybody has something and you're not, you're, you're not unique. All right. That's just, that's a part of human nature. But the, po the, the point of champion mindset coaching is when you're looking to make transformation, all right, permanent change happens at the level of the heart. Okay. But it can begin in your mind. You are the only person who has control of your mental space. It's up to you whether or not you choose to allow the devil in there. It's up to you to choose whether or not you allow other people 
to, to talk to you in a particular way, talk down to you in a particular way, discourage you or whatever. It's up to you what side of the fence you choose to stay on. And I'll tell you, when you operate on the side of the fence where you let people talk to you any old way, and please reverence for your parents, like I get the fact, you know, sometimes you got to respect your parents and all these things. But as you grow, you learn how to hold your position and you learn how to have conversations and communicate how you've changed and whether or not when the people are speaking with you or at you, as most times will be, whether or not you're going to tolerate it. And you're able to do so in a very calm and effective and peaceful way that will actually cause them to not do it anymore. If that's, if that's part of what runs you. And that was part of my thing. I had to learn how to be able to communicate with a bunch of different individuals on how or how not I'm going to be talked to. I mean, maybe that's something that's helpful for you. You know, for me, it was kind of like, I, and again, maybe this had something to do with where I worked, but it's, it's almost like you cannot throw rocks at every dog that barks. I mean, you just can't. Like, I just, I don't have time to do that. It's not that I don't have time. Like, I refuse to do that. You know, I'm about, like, expediency and efficiency and, and let's get this shit done. Like, I, for most of the, for most of the quote unquote, what I had considered to be relationships, they weren't actually relationships. They were just people who were around me and either they were in the habit of complaining, they were in the habit of knocking me down or anybody in their vicinity down. It wasn't just me that look, you take a step back and you watch how they interact with other people. They are just chronically negative. And by putting other people down or, you know, gossiping about other people, they actually make themselves feel better. Like that's what we call an energy vampire. And that's how, that's how they feed. Like they feed off of your energy. And I didn't even know that. So as I've been progressing, like through this whole entire world, like I wanted to make myself like literally like impenetrable, if that's a word. Like I wanted everything like filled up with solid gold, buff puffed and shine so that it, it, it would be unbreakable in a good way though. Not as in like a, a stone soldier without any emotion, right? So this was like commanding emotionality, like to the maximum, but you come back to like that core belief, like, can you do this? Can you remodel your whole entire life? And for me, that was what I did. Like I just, like, as I started becoming aware of the places where it, it, I noticed like the places where my energy was dropping or the places where I, I wasn't talking, like it was just like mute. I started becoming aware of that, like the places where I didn't feel like myself. And it was really humbling. It was super humbling, but it, it, it helped me carve my path. You know, where do I feel my best? Where do I feel that I'm in my power? Where do I feel that I'm given the space and the time to be able to communicate a point or a coaching tip or explain a concept, whether this is straight up education and training or this is, you know, next level where we're talking about personal and professional development. 
you know, and getting past, you know, the lies that you tell yourself and, and how do you make reconciliation, uh, you know, with yourself and, you know, extend forgiveness when people may not ever apologize to you where you're able to honestly with clear conscience move forward in a very graceful and loving way. Right. And so then that, that helped me triage like, well, it's not here. (laughs) It's definitely not with this group. It's not with that person. Oh my God. No, it's not there. No, 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 no. And as I was going down, like in, in the beginning, I knew it. Like I, I knew it. I had to put some sort of an actual, like, you know, mental checklist, like no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yes. Oh, yes. Finally. Yes. You know? No, no, no. Yes. Uh, not sure. I don't know. Yes. 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 No, no, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just like check, 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 check. It's a process of triage. And then that was how I started building out was making sure that I was putting myself in the places where I felt my most powerful and most like myself and most like free to be myself. And that included surrounding myself with people, not with a bunch of yes people, you know, yes man, but like yes, yes women. No, that doesn't serve you like it. I didn't want to be around people who were just going to, you know, rays of sunshine up my ass. I wanted to be around people who have as strong of a backing as I do, morally, ethically, their work ethic, their philosophies, their value system, so that as I was stepping out and branching out, they would be able to call me out on my shit. I needed an inner circle. And that was hard because it took a really, 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 really long time to figure out, even though I think I knew it the whole entire time, like who it wasn't. So then it quickly became like, where are these people? <laughs> because they're not here. <laughs> but then it's, it's like blatantly obvious, like here in this, if I want to, you know, be in this little pond, it's not in this pond. It must be in a different place. Like maybe it's in the ocean. Maybe it's in a different land. And all of a sudden, like your, your view and your perspective totally expands. Like here, I thought that, you know, this was all that I had to deal with. But honey, let me tell you, like it is a brand new like experience when you realize the world is a gigantic place. As small as it can be now that we have all these different social media tools and, you know, you can be, you know, worldwide, you know, just with a, a couple clicks on a, on a computer or on your phone really when it comes to be like there's billions of people in the world so no your inner circle your support group your power group may not be within your zip code it may not be unless you choose to stay and you are refusing to grow and that's okay right not everybody if you're on this podcast i know that you're growth oriented so if you're at that place and you're you're just finding like you're feel like someone you're cramping your style and you come back to this like I don't think that I can. You know what? It's probably because you're trying to put your wings out and somebody is in there either clipping your wings or, or just, you know, tying a big old rubber band around them, keeping you from flying. 
So it's not always, and this is, this is something that will help you. It's not always, you know, I emphasize the people, okay? Because that, that really plays into a lot of your perception on what you can do. It, it does. You know, there's those of us who are just like very, very bullheaded and we just, you know, whatever it is, like we just, we'll rip the band-aid type of people off. Like we just do this stuff. And then there's everybody else. <laughs> like we're the skew on the bell curve, right? And then there's everybody else who needs a little bit of encouragement. But I, I would, I'm here to tell you, like it has a lot to do with your social circle then once you allow those wings to to expand it's not like you're leaving people behind like the heart the heart has endless capacity to love so yeah there's going to be people that you are going to legit have to cut and when I say cut like I mean take the freaking trauma shears out and like no they have no place in your life not because they did something to you yesterday and your feelings are hurt but I'm talking like they've got shit like they are cancer a cancer is not allowed to exist. When you're looking to have bullshit free living, you're looking to go next level, you're looking to champion any area of your life, you cannot have cancers there. In fact, I was just, you know, on a coaching call this past weekend, and here's the question. All right. So this is this is simple. I try to give you black and white examples because I know how hard these things are. I don't mean to minimize them. Okay? But I know what it's like when you're when you're getting all up in your feels and you're just like, "Oh, but this and that." Okay, here's what here's what it is. Like you are literally the CEO of your life. So if you're on this podcast for personal reasons, you're on this podcast for professional transformation, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Okay, your command, you're, we're commanded to love one another, period. Okay, like that's the overbranching thing. But if you look at the Bible, it clearly tells you who not to associate with. All right, that's why I like that book so much because it's not just like, oh, we'll just love one another. And if they do me wrong, I'm gonna turn the cheek and I'm gonna continue to love them. And then what happens is you turn into a doormat. That's actually not even what love is. You start to learn what love is. You learn what love is not. You learn who, you're, who you should be around, how to do conflict resolution, how to do conflict prevention. Like there's a whole way of living that goes into that. All right. So that's what fuels me. But it does, it does become black and white in many areas. And when you are around the wrong people, okay, here's the question. If you were to have cancer, what? Yes, I'm totally going here because everybody's going to understand this analogy, okay? If you were to be diagnosed with cancer, let's say you have a tumor, okay? And the doctor goes in there. This is what you need to know. Like cancer cells, they multiply like mad. And cancer cells are living, breathing things. They have a blood supply. So a lot of times tumors will have like blood vessels that grow and feed them. They take all of your nutrients and all of your oxygen and make them grow better. And then it's not just like they exist. They're not just like, you know, a ball hanging on a string. They grow into the surrounding tissue. So they've got like these little feeders, like roots, if you would. And then they grow into all your other good tissue. This is why these freaking things are so freaking hard because cancer cells are like ridiculous, okay? Now, if you're gonna go in there to have this tumor pulled out by a surgeon, cut out by a surgeon, 
all right sometimes there comes a place where the surgeon sees like holy shit this thing like has growers and feeders into all the surrounding tissue how much of the healthy tissue can I actually cut out without compromising that tissue I mean this is like growing on your lung well what do I have to do do I have to take out part of the lobe of the lung do I have to take out a whole entire lung Right. And so sometimes like there's this risk benefit analysis, like we, we can't cut away anymore because guess what? If we do, then we're cutting your spinal cord and you're going to die. OK, so it's like all these different things. Well, this is the same. This is the same perspective with your life. Like when it comes down to it, like we're talking, whatever this is, you feel like you can't do something. This is bullshit. You got to get yourself around the right people. OK. Or you refuse to have this conversation inside of your head. Like you're the CEO here, okay? When you're looking at this, look at this like it's a freaking cancer. This cannot stay in my life. It can't, okay? I want to cut it out. How much of it? When you go to cut a tumor out, do you want to cut half of it out or all of it out? It sounds ridiculous. Just say it. This is not a trick question. Like you want to cut all of it out, okay? When you want to cut a cancer cell, a tumor out, do you want to cut the tumor out and leave 100 cancer cells in there or no cancer cells? None, right? Okay, you go to have a cancer tumor, you know, pulled out, cut out. Do you want to have the whole thing taken out or, or leave 10 cells behind? No, I want the whole thing. I want zero cancer cells. Do you want to leave one in there? No, I want none. I want none. Best case scenario is I want none. And that's legitimately how you've got to start looking at things. This doesn't make you brazen. This is how you increase your standards. Before you can progress, you have to increase your standards to not tolerate this. I refuse to tolerate this dialogue that runs in the back of my head that tells me that I can't. I refuse to allow the devil into my head to prey on my weaknesses and keep me stuck. I refuse to believe that simply because I haven't worked out for 10, 20 years that I'm fated to live the rest of my life with one foot in the grave and the other on the banana peel. I refuse to continue to use money as a reason for why I can't do stuff. I refuse to believe that simply because I invested X number of years in an education or a job or whatever, that I'm grossly unhappy in, that I can't do something different. I refuse, right? If you've been listening to the podcast all along, you're going to hear like by this point in time, you're going to remember that we talked about those points earlier. How do you step up into your power? How do you become an I can sort of a person rather than going along the list of all the reasons why you can't. This is actually why I, when you coach with me, why nutrition and fitness are an integral part of our power plan for you. Okay. Your, your mood is grossly affected by your food. It is. We're going to talk about that more ad nauseum, but think about the difference how you feel if you have ever decided to eat healthily versus when you quote unquote fall off the non-existent proverbial wagon and you just you just take whatever is there and you start eating a bunch of fast food it's chemical laden it's highly processed you start to feel sluggish 
and that becomes like a quick like slippery slope because you fall into bad habits that way but there's a night and day difference between them your whole everything changes when you suddenly start nourishing your body not just with the things that say that they're healthy but the things that you honestly know to be healthy same thing when it comes to exercise you know all movement is good there's times for yoga there's times for cardio but when you're moving into a power situation into a power plan into becoming an i can do this sort of a person this is why i'm so emphatic about resistance training and for you maybe this is learning how to do push-ups and if you got to do the girly style on your knees i don't care like that's resistance training Next level is getting you into the gym. Why? Because it causes physiologic changes inside of your body. It starts to make you secrete freaking like growth hormones. It increases those power hormones so that that puts you mentally and physically in a peak state of power. And you start putting all this stuff together and then you're surrounding yourself by other people who do the same. There's literally nothing that you can't do anymore. Like it's just a non-issue. It's just whether or not you're going to be doing the work to achieve it. It's the truth. All right. So here's what it looks like. Okay. We're going to become I can people. You totally can. You can. <laughs> All right. So again, if you would, before we progress here, if there's somebody that you know would benefit from this information, please, please, please invite them onto this podcast. Like it's free. Okay. There's a lot of people out there who may not be in a position to, you know, afford coaching at this particular point in time, or they're just looking for just like one little oxygen molecule to grab onto. Like that's the purpose of this podcast right, is to inspire, not necessarily motivate, but inspire and cause that, that minimize the, the time that happens between idea inception and execution. What does that mean? Minimize the time between when you think you want to do something and when you actually take action on it. And if this is the freaking weed that's got to be pulled out, then freaking A, man, we're all going to become rip the band-aid people off and we're yanking that weed out right now because I'm about to throw down. Like, how do you have a power plan? How do you move from a eh, to I can do this? Okay, so this is what it looks like. Okay, wherever you are right now, if you're standing, stand up taller. If you're sitting, sit up taller. A little bit of posture here, okay? Shoulder blades go down and back. Draw in your abdominals, okay? And lengthen your spine, like lift the chest up. You're not arching your back, you're just lengthening it. If you tend to lean forward over a desk all day, I'm gonna ask you to draw your head back a little bit so that you're not, you're not leaning it forward, okay? Your eyes should be straight ahead. If you're driving, please pay attention to the road. Jeez <laughs> oh, Louise, <laughs> safety over convenience, okay? Now, wherever you are, this is what you gotta do. We're gonna start changing your physiology right now, okay? This is what it looks like. I want you to take a nice deep breath in through your nose, inhale. And exhale. Okay, let your chest expand. Inhale. And exhale. Come on, let it in. Inhale. And exhale. 
One more time, power breath and inhale, big. And exhale. Now this is what we're gonna do. Pretend you're looking at yourself in the mirror. Pretend I'm standing there in front of you. Pretend that you're standing in the front of a room of 500 people who wanna see you win. Woo, that one gives me goosebumps. <laughs> All right, let's do that. Let's pretend that we're standing in front of a room and this is even more powerful if you have a fear of public speaking, okay? This is you. You're standing in your power, you are there, and you are surrounded by legit 500 people who want to see you win, okay? And they're shouting at you, you can, you got this, it's all you, you got this. And your job right now is to say this, I can. I don't care if you don't believe it. No, 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 sit, sit back up again. Sit back up, stand back up again, okay? Look at the people out there, I can. Say it, I can. Clap your hands this time, say it. I can. And they're echoing back, they're like, you can, you can. Picture this, come on, work with me, people, all right? Say it again, I can. Like, louder, for the people in the back row, say it, super, super loud, step up, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're on the if you're on the subway, freaking wake up your neighbor, okay? Say it, I can, I can, all right? That is one simple way, one simple way that starts to change your physiology. That breathing actually increases blood flow, it starts to give you mental clearing, it starts to percolate some of those feel-good hormones, okay? Gets the blood pumping, oxygen flowing, and then now you're putting into, you're putting the words out into the universe. And you have an imaginary audience of people, okay? Because maybe you haven't found your people yet who are there. You can see them, right? They're looking at you. They're cheering for you. They're not jeering you. They're not talking sideways out the side of their mouth. Oh, watch the sheet. No, they are honestly, they are 100% there and ready for you and cheering you on to do whatever it is that you want to do. That's it. That's the power of your mind. You can see it. You can feel it. And when you shout it, now all of a sudden, this is like game over. You have officially stepped into your power and we haven't even done anything else with your power plan. That's the power of your mind. That's the power of your physiology. So again, this is Nicole DeVincentis. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you have friends, if you have family, if you have an organization that would benefit by this podcast, by having me come out to coach, train, and speak, I'm happy to do that. You can contact me directly via my personal email only if you're serious. And that is Nicole at transformationgold.org. N-I-C-H-O-L-E at transformationgold.org. Make it a great day.